What's up, Cubs? You're listening to Cheer Up, Babe. I am VJ Julio, the host, and this is episode 67. Babe, before we get into this week's episode, I want to talk to you guys about something important. Okay, now this episode is all about escapism, fun, and having a slippity-dippity time, and we know that. We know that. But this week, I want us as the Cubs to do something important. I want us to do something that's going to make us feel good, and it's going to go to a good cause. So you remember Tough Shit? Remember the podcast Tough Shit, my bromance podcast, we have crushes on each other and shit. So they reached out. They have a friend. Her name is Michelle. Now, Michelle's doing something pretty amazing. She is working with this organization called Hike for Mental Health. Michelle lost her sister a few years back to a battle with mental health, and now she is hiking the entire Appalachian Trail to try to raise money, try to raise awareness, and try and help support people in the battle against mental health issues. So the link is going to be in the description of this episode. It is going to be the only thing in the description of this episode. And if it is something that you think that you could help support, throw five bucks down, you know, donate a cup of coffee, should help her reach that goal of hers. Um, she's hiking all the way up to Maine. It's absolutely insane. But um, yeah, I think that it's important. I think that we have the type of people that listen to this podcast that can appreciate something like this. And we can also do some good. Let's start this week by doing some good. Follow the link. If you can, donate a few dollars if it interests you. I really appreciate it, and I'm sure she really appreciates it as well. Let's make the den proud. Let's start this episode. Beat him up! Beat him up! Beat him up! What's up, Cubs? What did you say? Forget it, dude. That's all the sign we needed. Beat him up! Beat him up! Beat him up! Happy Monday. Don't be a bummer. Cheer up, babe. That's right, baby. Gorgeous. We're at it. We're running. It's episode 67. Put something cozy comfy on, even though we're all sweating our nether regions off. You see how I made it linear? You see how I didn't say balls? <laughs> all inclusive. But babe, listen, I got to be a hunter. I got to keep it a buck. I got to keep it a buck with the Cubs. Not feeling super duper silly today. Not feeling super funny definitely feeling you know like like a whore in church you know is that the saying that's not the saying I feel like a horse in the old west I was rode hard and put away wet dude I feel so fucking all right so I took here's what we did I took the baby girls to their first wrestling tournament I mean took the whole family to their first wrestling tournament and I mean if you don't know how a wrestling tournament goes, let me give you a breakdown. It's all fucking day long, multiple days. Now, obviously, we only went one day. And the thing about a wrestling tournament is when you're only there to watch one person, they're going to wrestle three times, but it's going to take all fucking day long. So you sit in an arena all fucking day long, you know? Now, thank God I have dope-ass kids. Charlotte was so fucking into it, dude. It was in Fargo, North Dakota. So we drove fucking two hours, support a kid that I used to coach, and just watch him fucking rip it up. He's wrestling in college this next year, and I'm super fucking proud of him. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So fucking proud when the lights shine so bright. So fucking proud when these kids grow up and they do great things, dude. And I can't believe I'm in this phase of my life, but so fucking proud. So fucking proud. But, uh, dude, 
we get to we're at the wrestling tournament and Charlotte oh, about it, dude. I basically was like, I should just buy you some fucking wrestling shoes because you're fucking all about it, aren't you? Sitting on Jordan's lap and she was like watching the wrestling. Now, dude, I don't know if you know this. You obviously don't know, but this Fargo tournament has like 50 fucking mats in the Fargo Dome. A lot of wrestling happening at all times. It's so crowded. There's so many fucking people. There's so many fucking wrestlers. It's one of the biggest tournaments in the country. This shit is hype as fuck. But Charlotte, like, sits on Jordan's lap. Jordan holds her out. And she's so she's looking over the expansion of these mats. And wrestling matches are going. And kids are warming up. And it's just fucking all going. And she's just like this. Ha! Ah. She's fucking kicking her little feet. Dude, I got to fucking get rid of this. Goddamn. I got to get rid of it. I got to get rid of this fucking bar stool. It's driving me fucking nuts. I'll be right back. Had to do it to him. Had to do it to him. Had to switch it up. We're back to a stand-up set. But, dude, Charlotte was so fucking about it. She's like, and we're like, holy shit. She's like fucking smiling and fucking waving her arms. She was like, put me in, coach. You know, talking to her mom, obviously, because she's definitely the coach. But she's just like fucking hype about it. Gracie, less of a shit. Could give less of a shit about any of it, dude. I just I just walked her around. Now, it's super cool that I have cool kids. Like people, for the most part, I feel like enjoy hanging out with my kids because my kids are super fucking fun. But Gracie, dude, thousands of people in this arena thousands of people in this arena and she just wants to pull laps in the little like section behind where you like walk in to sit down like you know how it's like a whole circle that usually goes around an arena and it's like where they sell concessions and shit she's all about like i want to walk in here you know and she does this thing where she only swings her left arm when she's fucking feeling all cock strong and walking with her chest all loud and proud posturing up like you should be doing right now you slouching ass bitch. She's all postured up. She only swings her left arm. And she just fucking struts her shit. Like I've said before, could give a fuck if I'm there or not. But that's what we did all day. I chased her around all fucking day. And she also just says hi to everybody. And they're just like, oh my God, she's so cute. I'm like, I know. She's the fucking best. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs> but... I'm on guard, naturally. I'm around thousands of people. I got to make sure that she is right fucking there in front of me so that, you know, it's easy to get space in between you and the child and therefore kidnapping, you know? It's easy for there to be space in between you and the child and therefore kidnapping. So I'm on high alert, but I'm just letting her have fun. I'm letting her have fun, enjoy herself, do her fucking thing, but I'm always four feet behind you, babe. She doesn't turn around and see if I'm there. She's just like... What's that? I'm going to go fucking do this now. Could give a single shit. Has no fucking fear until someone stops. If someone stops and tries to interact with her, she's like, pump the brakes, motherfucker. This is a passing by situation, and that's what I need you to lean into. So we did that all fucking day. Dude, there's this one. So at one point, there's this part where it bottlenecks where you go around this corner of the arena back there. It bottlenecks because there's tables on either side where they're selling shit. And so it gets real tight, so I just fucking grab her hand, and I'm like, all right, yeah, no, I don't give a shit if you want to hold daddy's hand or not. You're holding daddy's hand, and we're going to get through this little piece. So I grab her hand. We get through the bottleneck, and I'm looking down at her. I have my hat forward like a normal person, not like a douchebag recording a podcast. I have my hat forward, so I can't really see in front of me. And I, out of my, out of my upper view, I see feet 
right here standing in front of me. I saw him walk up and stop. So I'm looking down at Gracie and I see feet and I look up and this guy's right here. Now, Papa Bear kicks in, okay? I immediately go, get ready to dismember this man and continue walking with your child. Get re- You don't know anybody here. Get ready to take this motherfucker out at the knees real quick like so you don't scar your child and then continue to walk. That just immediately what goes through my brain. And he holds his hand out to like shake my hand. And I'm now I'm like, I play too many fucking video games, I guess. Is this a pickpocket situation? Am I in focus too where they couldn't they didn't have enough money to hire Will Smith again? Is it because he slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars? Why isn't Will Smith in this fucking version of the why isn't he in the sequel? Because this is the sequel. He's gonna shake my hand and he's gonna rob my wallet. Good luck. There's twenty dollars in there. Chill the fuck out. But he holds his hand out. And I'm holding I'm holding my baby's hand. You know, like I'm in the middle of something. So what you doing, man? Hey, real quick, before I continue on with this lovely conversation, I'm sure we're going to have what you doing, man. You know, because preoccupied at the moment. So he holds his hand out and I'm like and I, I'm holding Gracie's hand and I, I don't reach my hand out to him. And I'm just kind of looking at him for a second. And he goes, hey. And I was like, what's up? And he was like, oh, my God, dude, you look exactly like a fucking friend of mine, which he's an older guy. He seemed nice enough. Could have been a could have been an actual mistake because my as I said before, my head was down and my hat was covering it. So like maybe from like the slight jaw angle down, I looked exactly like his friend. And I was like, oh, okay." And he goes and he just had a kid. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I was like. He's like, you look so much like him. It's crazy. And I'm like, dang, sounds like a good looking guy. And I reached my hand out and I shook his hand. <laughs> and he goes, he is a good looking guy. And I was just like, ha chuckle, chuckle. Okay, so you're cocky. And I'm like, yep. And But we had a wonderful little exchange. We shook hands. He tried to talk to me for way too long given the situation. Here's how the conversation should have went. The conversation should have went, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. You look exactly like a friend of mine. He just had a kid too. I apologize. Oh yeah, man, no problem at all. Shake hands, walk on by. And he goes, so you coach? Nah, no. I used to coach. I coached for a little while after I got done competing. And then, you know, they just moved on to different things. And he's like, oh, so you don't coach? No, no, I'm just here to watch a kid I used to coach, actually. Ah, yeah, man, isn't this great? Yeah, man, this is the fucking bee's knees. Can I continue to play with my child, please? Like, I understand that I'm being a dick about a guy who is just being nice to me, but let's get a read on the situation here, okay? Let's get a read on the fact that I am here with my child. I'm not talking to you, right? Also... Literally a thousand people have walked by us while we've been standing here. The stimulus is high for me. And all I'm thinking about is my baby. Also, my baby is wondering. All Gracie is thinking is one thing. You know, she stops. She's looking at the guy. She does this thing when she's assessing new people where she sticks her tongue out and bites it. She just goes like that. She'll be looking up at someone. And if she doesn't recognize you, she goes. So I'm glancing at her and she's doing that. And I know what my, I mean, I know my daughter better than anybody. I know what she's fucking thinking. She's thinking, dad, are you going to have to take this motherfucker out? And I'm like, no, 
I think it was just actually a common mistake. I don't think he's actually trying to pull one over on us or anything like that. I, I felt the same thing when he first walked up to us, but I don't think that's what actually is going on. Well, can you so we can continue on with our walk? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Kapow. And then I fucking I killed this guy and, you know, walked on with my daughter. But the point I'm making is, babe, I'm not feeling very funny. <laughs> I'm not feeling very silly. Um, I'm fucking burnt. All right. And I'm sorry about that. You know, I feel like actually just having a chat with the Cubs, like the actual Cubs. Like I feel like having a chat with you. First of all, I think we need to be a little more all-inclusive in the den. You know, no more cucks of the podcast, okay? If you want to listen, you can listen, okay? You're not, a, you, because we've passed the threshold now, okay? We've passed the threshold. We're on episode 67. If you were listening before this episode, you are an OG cub. If you have been listening after this episode, you're a cub. And it will never change, and it'll never switch, and it will never have another synonym for the word change. It'll never do any of that. It'll just forever be that way. So if you were here before this episode, congratulations. You are an OG cub. And if you ever hear after this episode, congratulations, you're a cub. No more cucks of the podcast. If you've been around, you've been around. Dude, I'm just feeling, I'm feeling really grateful for everybody that listens to this podcast, honestly. If I just want to... If I can just have a serious moment with you, I feel real grateful for y'all. Um, a lot of you have reached out to me recently, just kind of expressing t- to me what this stupid fucking podcast means to you. And I mean, it feels really good. It's really fucking weird how this has played out. This is a thing that I started where I was just like, I'm just going to tell stories and fucking st- stupid ass jokes. And it hits home for some people. Like what it has turned into has been uh, wonderful. Um, and caught me by surprise completely. Um, honestly, I thought I was going to get a lot more hate than love just because of the nature of like, I expected the only comments to be, what's the point of this bullshit? (laughs) And, and, and my response will always be, there's not a point. That's the point. Okay. There's not a niche. There's not a topic. There's no point, but like, I just want to tell you about this real fast. Um, I got a, I got an email. I got an email through the business email from one of you guys this a uh, couple weeks ago actually. I just forgot to talk about it last week. And it said, "OG Cub here. Just wanted to say thank you for the podcast. This last year has been rough considering everything. Relaxing each night on my porch, listening, watching, listening slash watching. I prefer watching ADHD and all to you with a packed bowl as part of a peaceful ritual. I'm 31 and I've been in abusive relationships, not just romantic, my whole life. And seeing you admire, brag, and love on your family without seriously making their accomplishments about you is so refreshing. It's honestly given me an example of what a partner should be, faults, effort, and all. I hope this message gives you as much encouragement as your podcast gives me. Um, that shit. You know, that shit that you guys just fucking dole out to me like just some just some fucking random dude who enjoys talking and who loves his family and is incredibly proud to be in a place that he's in. Um, you guys humble the shit out of me all the time. So thanks. Um, I'm not feeling very super duper fucking silly willy nilly with it. But what we can do is we can talk about this motherfucker.
What the fuck happened? Okay, what the fuck? Just real quick, just real quick power stance. What the fuck happened? What the fuck happened? Now, when we originally discussed this, we knew that... Why did we even have to fucking... Why, did, why didn't we know? Why didn't we see it? We knew that the second that Ricky Martin did this dance move, it's over. We didn't even need to ask any questions. We already knew the answer. You know what I mean? She will wear that shit. We knew. Okay. What we didn't know is that he's going to fucking, he's going to fucking, we didn't know that he was going to fuck his family. We didn't know that. Okay. We didn't know that he was going to be on stage and he was going to be like, don't worry, I'm straight. And then multiple years later, come out and be like, psych, I'm gay. And then uh, many, many years later after that, he was going to fuck his family. Dude, did you hear about it? Did you hear about it? I, I read it on Twitter, so it's super viable. And I was like, hold the motherfucking phone. Come on, you know what I mean? Like, living la vida loca, come on. That was me, except for I said it more like, wow, you're living like a fucking psychopath. Come on. You know, that's the remix. They got to do a remix of it, and it's got to be of that. Dude, Ricky Martin had a full, I think it was like eight-month relationship. Wait for it. Build the tension with his nephew. Oh. I don't mean to make your stomach flip on Monday fucking morning. I don't mean to make your stomach go, oh, God, on Monday fucking morning. But my eyes burned when I read that because Ricky Martin, who's into superstition and black cats and voodoo dolls, and he has a premonition that he's going to fuck his nephew. Dude, his nephew's like 21, and he had an eight-month-long relationship with his nephew, and that's not even the fucking gross part. That's not even... This, and I said that's not even the gross part. I meant to say that is the gross part, you know, because I didn't set up the sentence well. That's so fucked up, dude. Hey, Ricky Martin. You could get any dude, probably. You know what I mean? You know what I mean with your ass? But now you're going to get prison, you know? Now you're probably going to get murked in prison. If I had to guess what's going to happen... You got a celebrity, he's popular, he's out on the yard, people are going to get the fucking, represent with their click out with a foot out and shit, and they're going to fucking be like, we don't fuck with that family shit, we don't fuck with that family shit, you're tostado and mustado, as my dad would say, which doesn't mean anything, but he just said it, you know, sometimes he would just say it, and now I say it, and that's one of the many things that my dad used to say that I, I say now, and we'll talk about that in a second, but dude, Ricky Martin... What the fuck you doing, buddy? Hey, man, if we could just backtrack it. Ricky Martin's fucking his nephew. <sighs> I mean, I've heard of family ties before, but... You know, I've heard of keeping it in the family, but... I've heard of living La Vida Loca, but this is a whole fucking other level. So, in honor of that, probably going to remove it from the soundboard because Jesus Christ, it has a whole other different connotation. Now, now it's not about a crazy fucking woman who ruins your life. Now it's about... When we play, actually, maybe I will keep the sound drop. And in the fucking 0.001% chance, we come across an advice column that says something about my uncle uh, is fucking my brother. Outside, inside, out. Living the vida loca. 
Okay, so there you go. We're going to keep the sound drop, but it's going to be the incest sound drop now. What the fuck's going on with the world? Elon Musk had a fucking kid with his fucking stepdaughter. What the and I said that so fucking wrong. Don't clip that. Okay. That was, that was, I said it so wrong. I said it so wrong, but I'll fix it. We just got to roll with it. Let that sit. Don't clip that last part. Elon Musk's dad had a child with his stepdaughter. Okay. I mean, we're getting into the real gray area with porn titles. That's what's going on. Okay. The porn titles are just getting off the fucking rails where now everybody and their mother is like, I guess this is just normal life, right? I guess this is just normal life. Go to Pornhub. Tell me what the first title of the first video you see is. Does it have to do with stepdaughter or some shit like that? Probs. Probably. Probably. I don't know what I don't know what gay porn sites are. Probably just Pornhub. You just have to search specifically if I had to guess. But if you go to if you go to a, a gay porn site, what's the first one? Is it uncle nephew shit? I don't fucking know, dude. But that's my, that's my assessment on the situation. We gotta figure. We gotta clean up. We gotta go back to the fucking the classics. We gotta go back to the classics and these porn websites. Okay, we gotta go back to. Man has missionary sex with. New wife. I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't know what's boring. Man has sex in same position as he has. With the same woman for the last 20 years, it lasts four minutes, you know? <laughs> Can we get that fucking porn title going? It'll have like 13 hits and 13 downvotes. <laughs> Man receives lackluster blowjob to no finish. <laughs> I'm just saying, switch the porn titles up. Ricky Martin wouldn't have a fucking full-blown relationship with his goddamn nephew. I mean, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Also, isn't it weird how, like, a celebrity's family member can do something fucked up and then they're like, hey, Elon Musk's dad is a fucking creepo? We probably shouldn't buy Tesla stock. Like, why does that correlate in any capacity at all? Hey, Elon Musk's dad had a, had a kid with his stepdaughter. We should probably cancel SpaceX. It's like, come on. If I got if I got fucking hung out to dry for the shit my aunts and uncles did, forget about it, dude. Forget about it. I'd be in prison, you know, because I helped them bury bodies and stuff. But that's beside the point. Here's a question for y'all. This is like one of those psychology questions. Oh, God. Boone had a fucking Monday track of the week and I forgot it, but it's going to be linked in the bottom. Okay. Nope. It's not going to be linked in the bottom this week. We'll save it for next week because we're saving the... We'll say we're saving the description for one thing and one thing only, and that is to support a good cause hike for mental health. Go donate a couple bucks. Make me proud, Cubs. Okay. But we'll do Boone's Monday track of the week last week. He didn't drop the ball this week. He definitely submitted one, and I'm now I'm dropping the ball. You know? Like, we can't keep our balls in the air. You know? we Our, our balls are just rolling on the ground right now, just dragging right along the ground, getting all sorts of lint and gravel stuck up in them and shit, and we're just dropping the ball left and right. But I want to pose a question to you, okay? If your loved one approached you and said, I have a body in the trunk, would you help me bury it, would you? I think who you say yes to and who you say no to is, is the first step in determining your tier of family members. Your first step of determining the ladder 
you know, the latter of who's the most important in your life. Like if Jordan came to me and said, I have a body in the trunk. I need you to help me bury it. Oh, dude, you think I'm going to turn the mother of my children in? What? No. Okay. How about instead of burying it, we just like dissolve it in fucking chemicals and acids. Also, I have access to a fucking shredder and an incinerator. So who's to say I haven't even already done it? You know, who's to say? You have no idea because there's no evidence anymore. Okay. That guy shouldn't have cut her off in traffic. That's all I'm going to say in the matter. All I'm going to say in the matter is that guy should have drove just a little bit safer. Maybe he should have drove the speed limit. You know, not honked his horn. And we wouldn't be standing here in this situation. You know what I mean? But I was thinking about it this week, and I was like, who would I bury a body for? You know? Like my siblings? Yeah. Probably. But I think that's when it starts getting into the, explain this situation to me. Like if, my, like if Jordan goes like, hey, I got a body in the trunk, let's bury it. Zero questions, never going to speak about it again once it's disposed of. Okay? I don't care what the... I don't care what the fucking story is. I don't care the reason behind it. All I know is I know my wife, and I don't know that person. Next topic of discussion. But then you start getting to the morality of what am I willing to endanger myself and my future with my family for in the context. So if we start getting into siblings, it's going to start – I'm going to start have to ask reasons, you know? Did they not have an option? Is it too far past the point to call the police and try to get it worked out? Did they have it coming? Was it a rage fit? Like, if it was something like, oh, I just threw a fucking fit. Sorry, bro. You're going to have to, you're going to have to open that little closet next to your laundry. You're going to have to pull out that ironing board. You know, you're going to have to set it down. You're going to have to put the situation down on the ironing board, get the iron, fill it up with water, get it heating up so you can add a little bit of mist to it, get it heating up, and you're going to have to put that iron on that situation, and you're going to have to iron this shit out yourself. You know what I mean? Oh, so roundabout. Filling the words in a thousand-page essay. (laughs) A thousand-page essay. Jesus Christ. You know that in class when you had to rewrite the Bible? For fuck's sakes, dude. By the way, I have a cheating tip for you if you are writing uh, a paper that has to be a certain length. Not word count, but a certain length. But it has like specific parameters in it. This is for you. Okay. Say it has to be single spaced two pages. Okay. If you get to like a page and a half and then you do the whole like search replace and you replace every period with a one size period up, it extends it from a page and a half down to a full two pages. You're fucking welcome. Cheated my way through college. Fucking successful right here, dude. If you want to know. How to use and abuse the system. First of all, be charismatic as all fucking get out. Get people to like you because you have a nice smile. You know, be validating. And then also size up the periods. One size up, it's going to extend everything down. And you're not going to ever get fucking caught, or at least I didn't. And bing, bang, boom, A pluses. You know, A pluses because that page and a half was A1. You know, my page and a half contained more than normal two pages. So I just like to say, Everyone who's a fucking brainiac that actually tried in school, go fuck yourself, loser. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) just being so fucking aggressive for no reason. Dude, I had this college professor who was actually the fucking dopest. He treated his college class like a fucking high school class, and I loved it. Now, I got to play with a lot of cool science-y things, okay? 
I got to play with a lot of cool sciencey things, but we also watched it movies. We also watched movies like it was second grade and the teacher was hungover, okay? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure he was, because since we were college kids, he would always make jokes about like when it was the weekend time. He's like, all right, um, I'll try not to be blacked out when I come in on Monday. I'll try to be recovered enough and we can get to work on some stuff. And we're always like, ha, 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 no one prompted you for that joke. You just threw that one out organically. Okay, see ya. Favorite fucking professor, dude. He was dope as all shit. But I watched this fucking documentary on those, uh, oh, what are the creatures called? It's like an octopus, but it's not. Oh my god, favorite fucking class, coolest fucking animal, can't remember the name of the creature. It's a creature that can literally, like, create light shows, and it can, like, it's like an octopus, but it's not. And they're also supposed to be extremely intelligent, like, smarter than humans, but just in a different capacity. Like, we're intelligent, like, consciously to where we can create words and that can structure thought patterns, but these things don't need that. And they're, like, aliens, and they're just, like, they create light shows, and they can fucking strike and shit, and they're super-duper fucking smart, and now I can't remember a single thing about it because I don't know. I'll tell you about it next week. I'll tell you about it next week. Do you know what fucking animal I'm talking about? Do you know what fucking animal I'm talking about? It kind of looks like if a squid and a fish and a fucking jellyfish had a fucking baby. And it has like the best camouflage on the planet. And it create it can create light shows. And it's also super duper lethal. And it's smart as all fucking get out. Like it's definitely smarter than me recording this podcast right now. And it's a fish. But I had that professor, and he would always talk about how he's going to put down an entire bottle of Jack. And the first time I went, <laughs> and the 37th time I said, I hope he's okay. And dude, remember how I told you that Gracie's fucking potty trained now? Which I don't like saying because it makes her sound like a dog. Gracie uses the toilet now. That's how I should say it. Gracie uses the toilet now, except for um, sometimes we'll be in an area where there's not a toilet. Like, say, a hotel lobby, talking with some... Uh, old friends after a wrestling tournament and we have to bring her little portable portable toilet in there and um so one thing that i you just don't expect from parenthood is certain different aspects like you're going to be um covering your daughter while she takes a shit in the middle of a hotel lobby into her little squatty potty you know one thing you're gonna you'll hear before you have kids like dude having kids is amazing you're going to feel more love in your heart than you've ever felt. You're going to care about those tiny things more than you've cared about anything in your entire life. Everything that they do is going to be amazing to you because you literally get to watch their consciousness grow and you know that you get to help foster their creative senses and their senses on being a good person. And it's going to be super duper scary because the responsibility lies on you to make sure that they turn out to their full capability and turn out to be good people and the one thing that you're never going to fucking hear is at some point you're going to be holding their hand while they shit in a fucking hotel lobby. Okay. That's one thing that I'm going to be the only one that ever tells you that. And that's the nature of the situation. At some point you're going to hold your kid's hand while they shit in a public area. And then you're going to appraise them for it. You're and they're and and your kid's going to be sitting on the toilet and she knows that the expectation of what's coming next is coming like in terms of she knows she's about to get praised so as the shit hits the bottom of the toilet she's going to look at you like this and you're going to go that's a big girl high five boom high five in your kid for shitting in the hotel lobby you know they don't tell you that shit they don't tell you that shit 
They also don't tell you that baby shark is going to make its way into your life whether you like it or not. Okay, they don't, they're not going to tell you that the daycares are going to betray your trust. They're not in daycare anymore, by the way. Yanked them right out of that fucking place. But the daycare is going to betray your trust and they're going to play baby shark. So no matter how hard you try to not have them listen to the fucking redundant music, they're going to hear the redundant music and you're going to have to listen to it. Now, here's a fun fact for you parents. Okay? Even if you made it past the baby shark face. Even if you made it past the... Baby shark, do, 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 baby shark, do, 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 just wanted to get it stuck in your brain. Fuck you. I'm just kidding. I love you, but, you know, I can do whatever the fuck I want. Here's the thing. If you're in the middle of the baby shark phase, or you even if you just got out of the baby shark phase, there's an entire album of baby shark, okay? And all they did was change slightly the theme of it they called one like valentine's day baby shark same fucking song don't be fooled it's the same fucking song every single time the halloween version i fucking hate to say it you know i hate to say it but i'm gonna say it the halloween version of baby shark slaps dude i mean when you have the regular baby shark just kind of on a loop you have to hear it like four or five times a day when it's just in there, and then you switch up to the Halloween version of Baby Shark. You see what I'm saying with the tone? See how they made it like a little more rolly? See how they made it a little bit more like, oh shit, I want to groove down. Like, you know what I could do? I could dirty dance with my wife to the Halloween version of Baby Shark. Daddy Shark, you know what I'm saying? That's fucking, that's fucking prime foreplay right there, you know? Happily married man uses Halloween baby shark as foreplay. Pornhub.com, cotton 4K. <laughs> that's what we like to call a callback in the biz. Another thing that they're not going to tell you is that makeup remover takes off permanent marker. Okay, you're welcome. A makeup remover wipe cleans up permanent marker, dude. Okay, you heard it here first, and you're welcome, all right? I don't know if I've already told you about this. Probably not. So, Gracie loves to color, okay? Gracie loves to color. We sit her down. If there's a blank sheet of paper, she's super fucking cute because what she likes to do is she likes to give dad the crayon, and then she tells me what to draw. Like that's what that's what coloring has turned into. And then she colors like this, the things that I draw. You know, she can't stay in the fucking lines, but she you know, that's how I'm raising her. <laughs> Don't stay in the fucking lines, babe. Kick the fucking lines down. Stupid metaphor. So she's been coloring for a while and when we have like a blank sheet of paper, she'll go like pig and I'll be like, Dad's gonna color a pig again. Pig. Color a pig. What's that? Pig. What does a pig say? All right. You want me to color anything else? Snake. You want me to color a snake? Snake. Color a snake? <laughs> Daddy, snake! Like she's surprised every fucking time. I'll color the pig. She'll ask me to color the pig. I'll color a pig. And then she'll go, oh, pig. <laughs> and I'm like, you fucking told me to color it. You know? Is this, are you, are you surprised? Or is this like a condescending pride? Like, oh, Daddy, look at you go. Oh, Dad. You colored a pig. 
That shit's crazy. Proud of you. Proud of you. Taking a shit on the toilet. And fucking high-fiving me. But I'm the one taking a shit. You know, that's how it feels. But, dude. <laughs> so she got coloring. And we have a junk drawer. And she's tall enough to reach the junk drawer now. Shitty. Fucking move on our part. Reached into the junk drawer. Pulled out a blue permanent marker. Went and redecorated her room. Okay? Now, I wasn't pissed, surprisingly enough, because I knew I had information in my back pocket, and all I said to Jordan was, you got makeup remover wipes? And Jordan was like, yeah. I'm like, give them to me. Watch this shit. Because obviously Jordan is livid. All right? Naturally, you're going to be livid. If your kid fucking uses permanent marker on their shit, just coloring randomly, around her room that's the danger of having a super autonomous child because when they're by themselves for five to ten minutes you don't worry about them because they are just doing their thing like gracie likes to read books you know she'll read books to herself she'll play and then the second she wants to play with you to interact with her or play with her she fucking comes and grabs you and then you go and it's never any like ah get the fuck out of here leave me alone she's just that's what she wants to do right then so it's not out of character for her to go into her room for five to ten minutes you know? So she goes in there and she just fucking colors the shit out of everything. So I go, give me the makeup remover wipes. And I go in there and I start cleaning it up. Right. And I told Gracie, like, we don't color on our stuff. We only color on paper. And I grabbed a piece of paper color. And then I pointed to where she had colored on her fucking stand up kitchen set thing that we have for. Her, and I said, no color. And she does this thing when she's like getting, when she's like in trouble, when she's getting disciplined or whatever, is she goes like this and then she puts her hand in her mouth and she bites her two fingers and she's trying to decide how she's going to react. Okay. Every single time she does that, she's making up her mind on whether she's going to say, okay, or she's going to cry. Okay. So she does that. And I'm like, we just don't color on our stuff. Okay. And she goes, okay. And I was like, good. So I'm cleaning up, right? And she sees what I'm doing. And she goes, clean? And I was like, yes, I have to clean up the markers because you colored on your, all over your room. So I'm wiping the sink. And I hear, daddy, daddy. I'm on my hands and knees scrubbing off this fucking permanent marker. And I'm a little bit pissed. But you put a little elbow grease into it and it comes right off. And I hear, daddy, daddy. And I turn, Okay. And this little bitch, she's fucking, she has a, she has a white toy box, has a latch thing on it that'll hold it open. And she's standing by the toy box and she has the same facial expressions as me, dude. She has her eyebrows up. She has her chin down. She's looking at me through her fucking eyebrows and she's leaning against the toy box. And I look at her and I'm like, what? And she's doing this with her fucking finger. Just tap, 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 tap on a spot on the toy box that she colored. So fucking lackadaisical and disrespecting her dad. Like, hey, bitch ass, after you finish that fucking sink, missed the spot. Like, I was like, okay, I'll get it. Thank you. And she goes, okay. And I'm fucking cleaning it up. And then I go over, I'm cleaning up the toy box. Daddy. And I was like. I know, Gracie. I'll get it. Daddy. Gracie, I see it. I'll get it. Daddy, see? So I'm like, fuck. I just got to turn around and look at her so she'll stop saying fucking daddy, see? 
I turn and I look at her and she's like, tap, 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 tap on this little fucking high chair shoulder. I'm like, yeah, I fucking understand the concept that you colored all over your fucking room. Okay. And I'll clean it. And that happened like a month ago. Flash forward to before we left for the tournament today. And she was, <laughs> we were, we were in there. We were getting dressed for the day. We're getting dressed for the day. And she, <laughs> and I missed. So this little fucking baby high chair thing that she has for her dolls. It has like the seat and then it has two foot slots. And on the top of the bottom foot slot, there was just a little bit of that fucking blue marker. It was literally like, you know, just a little fucking slice. And sh I missed it. <laughs> And she went, oh, no. And I look, and I was like, oh, dang. And she goes, daddy. And I was like, don't. And she goes, clean. Clean it. And then I'm like, I'm going to kick this fucking kid out of the window. If she wasn't so fucking smart. So, <laughs> this dude, this is me at all fucking times, okay? This right here, normal. Nope. This is me at all fucking times. I'm on my fucking toes, dude. I have to stay on my fucking toes for these kids. They're fucking... They're going to be so much smarter than me when they're fucking four. Stressing me out. But, babe, I'm biting at the bit to do this. We have we have some unqualified dad advice today. Actual. We have some actual unqualified dad advice from a cub. And I only pre-read the first paragraph to see what the kind of vibe was. I didn't, I didn't pre-read the whole thing. And we're going to give him some organic advice right now, babe. Let's do some fucking unqualified dad advice. Initiate the intro fucking song for unqualified dad advice. I don't actually have an intro song for unqualified dad advice. I don't know why I said that. Let's do some unqualified dad advice, bitch. All right. So this advice on the unqualified dad advice section of uh, Reddit, if you want to submit your own advice topic, go to reddit.com forward slash unqualified dad advice. All one word. Obviously, I just named you a website. So. No spaces in websites, babe. So this comes from a cub by the name of Iridescent Irises. Oh, my God. You got to love onomatopoeias or whatever the fuck they're called. You know, it's like this. <laughs> I know that's not what the actual word is for. it. What's the word? What's the word when it's like when the words start with the same sounding thing? So it's like the same, like a simple, silly suck fest, you know, like s -s -s -s. what is that fucking called? Alliteration? Did I fucking nail it? I have no fucking idea, and I'm not going to look it up, but I think I just fucking nailed it. I think it's called an alliteration. But iridescent ir iridescent irises is how I want to say it, but it's iridescent irises, which is pretty. The title of this is Relationship as Parents. I mean, <laughs> there's the ball. Lob it up. Let's see if we can knock this one out of the park because this one is right down my lane. You know, strike. Sports. Hey, VJ. So my fiance and I are getting married in three months. Congratulations. We have a one-year-old, tiny terror, that is the light of my world. Beautiful. She's wild and adventurous and already sassy as hell. Isn't that the best? Isn't that the fucking best when your kids show, like, character and attitude early as fuck? When they're just, like... <laughs> Listen, I know I'm one, but I run this fucking ship. That's my favorite shit. Isn't that the fucking best? Like, Gracie does facial expressions. Shit, Charlotte does facial expressions now, too. When Charlotte gets excited, she goes... Bah, 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 bah. 
like she like furrows her fucking eyebrow and sticks her chin at you, dude. <laughs> and Gracie does this thing when she's talking. She like leans her ear into her shoulder and talks out of the side of her mouth and goes, yeah, daddy. Yeah. Breakfast. Yeah. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, it's the best. It is just going to, Hey, little fun fact for you. Iridescent irises just going to keep getting fucking better. It's so fun. Already sassy as hell. I have never loved anything more in my life. Since she was born, our relationship has obviously changed. We had to figure out how to be parents. Quick backstory. We met while I was bartending, fell in love over motorcycles and whiskey, and spent our nights out at our friend's bar or dancing. I mean, already such a fucking cooler backstory than yours truly. I mean, uh... If you get to start your love story with, we bonded over whiskey and motorcycles, hey, here's a fun fact. I am intimidated by you. <laughs> Man, I saw her down at the biker bar. She pulled in on a Harley fat tire and hopped off in one step while simultaneously kicking her kickstand down without any hesitation before I knew it. She was standing in front of me, telling me to buy her a whiskey neat. I knew right then and there that I was going to plant a little baby girl inside of her. You know, that's your that's your fiancé, I assume. I assume. Probably hasn't the fucking... Tell me if I'm wrong, iridescent irises. Tell me if I'm wrong. He's got a sick fucking mustache, doesn't he? Hey. If he doesn't have a full beard, he's got a sick fucking mustache and... It's just a tint on the red side. It's not red. But it's a tint, you know? Did I just knock it out of the park? How many tattoos does he have on his upper arms is my next question, okay? And uh, whiskey. He's a man's man. So he's got a mustache, and he wears T-shirts that reference a camping product, you know? Or a hunting product. He references one of those two things when he's not wearing a fucking bike jacket. He has a t-shirt that has some sort of product on it, like a tool. Or something he can do use with his hands. And he's got a mustache. Now, am I one for three? Am I three for three? Who fucking knows? But I think I just fucking knocked it out of the park. Or his hair is as black as the night. Okay. I'm sorry. Let's get back to it. <laughs> We fell in love over motorcycles and whiskey and spent our nights out at our friend's bar or dancing. When I quit drinking and got out of the bar scene, I realized I'm way more of an introvert and he is exceptionally extroverted. And we worked that out just fine. He'd go out a few times a week. I got my alone time to watch trash TV and recharge. And we had plenty of time for us to just spend together. That's fantastic. That's fucking beautiful, actually. And that's so fucking important. The fact that you guys iron that shit out. It's like, hey, our lives are going to change. And as our lives change, we're going to change with it. But you can still appreciate the person, even if they're different after you initially met them. That's so fucking important. Because here's one thing that's for certain. People going to change. Hey, that 20-year-old girl that you met, give her 10 years. She going to change. Grow with it. You grow in love with it. You let the love get stronger by watching them change into a new version of themselves. It's exciting. 
It's beautiful. And you guys have that shit ironed out. That's fucking awesome. You can trust him to go out, be his extroverted self, hang out with his friends. And and you're like, and by all fucking means, babe, I'm going to be fucking kicking it at home. Hitting the reset button, which, if I'm being 100% honest, I'm you. Iridescent irises. Oh, and then the next paragraph starts with, well, with an exclamation point. Well, these days, the tiniest terror doesn't exactly allow mommy and daddy-centered quality time. Oh, yeah, dude. She is very attached to me, so we're usually connected while she's awake, and our days work like a well-oiled machine. Wake up, take her to daycare, go to work, come home, cook, pick her up, eat, bath, bed, with some playtime and constant wedding planning thrown somewhere in there in between. He still goes out a couple times a month. I stay home with the tiny, and we usually do a family-focused day on the weekends. It works. We're happy, still in love, just very much on autopilot these days. Absolutely. So my question is this. With the wedding coming up, I want to help us reconnect a bit more. The staying out late thing doesn't work too well for me. Oh, sorry. The staying up late thing doesn't work too well for me. I haven't had a full night of sleep since the night before she was born. So I'm usually asleep within an hour after after she goes down. I wonder if there are different ways to check in with each other or, quote, keep the spark alive, even if it can't just be the two of us. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, this is the uh, this is the thing. This is the mountain. This is 100% the true struggle with having a little. When you have that new baby, first of all, it's so hard to give your significant other the time because both of your minds are almost 100% of the time wrapped up in that child. That baby takes up all of your consciousness because we're wired that way. Is the baby okay? Oh, the baby's okay. Let me interact with the baby. The baby's in a growing phase. I want to interact with the baby. Focus on the baby. Focus on the baby. Focus on the baby. We're roommates. Right? You could slip into that so easily. And I would be 100% lying to you if I said that the first few months of Gracie's life, before Jordan got pregnant with Charlotte, the first few months, yeah, it feels that way. It feels that way. The thing that Jordan and I did initially was we just had conversations with each other and accepted the fact that like, hey, right now, we have a baby that doesn't sleep great and we're splitting the time. Like we're working, we're splitting the time at night so dad stays up with the baby till 1, 2 a.m. And then we trade. Mama wakes up at 2 a.m. with the baby. That's her responsibility. You sleep when you can. And we just told each other, hey, this, in terms of us, know that we're good. Know that I love you with all my heart. Know that I'm happy. If you feel the same way, we're going to be fine. We just got to get past this fucking brand new face. You know, so the first few months was definitely like that. And Jordan is very much like you. In the, in the sense of nothing means more to that woman than sleep. Like, the girls go down. I could set a fucking timer. I could set a timer for fucking 20 minutes. And I know, ding, 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 that timer goes off. She's asleep. Okay? So, A, I just want you to feel validated in the sense of this is not abnormal. This is so fucking normal. And it is a struggle for, I feel like, every new couple. You know, every new couple that truly fucking dives in head first into like parenthood and is stoked about it, 
the relationship is going to struggle a little bit in terms of like the expectation of intimacy and you know where you at where where you were at before the child and everything just know that nothing that you are experiencing is abnormal and nothing is wrong with your relationship which it seems like you know you're still in love you know you're still happy it's just busy and a lot of your fucking brain power is used up with that baby but in terms of sparking before the wedding I love this, by the way. I really love this. Because it shows that your priorities are straight. And it shows that you are also conscious. It's so easy to just slip into like, this is life now. And then resentment starts to build, you know? Like even the best of men can end up turning into little fucking bitch blankies and be like, I need fucking love too. And suddenly you're taking care of two babies, you know? Like, I've had weak moments like that where I'll get snippy with Jordan and be like, it's time to spend some fucking time with me. We're going to talk tonight, you know. (laughs) Fucking love it, you know. But if he fell into what I fell into, after Gracie was born, I knew that Jordan was, like, always way more exhausted than I was because I know that I could operate on three, four hours of sleep, no problem. I'll just fucking put 400 milligrams caffeine in my body and I'm off to the fucking races. And I could do that over a very extended period of time. And I knew that Jordan was getting really like bogged down and exhausted. So what happened is in terms of the autopilot shit, the autopilot is very, very determined by the woman in terms of if he fell into what I fell into, which is like, okay, you have the reins right now. All right. You're so fucking tired and focused on our baby that the last thing I'm going to do is fucking jump your goddamn bones. When I know that you slept for three and a half hours last night, you know, like it just turns into one of those like, all right, you got to take the reins. Now, one thing that will never fucking happen, hopefully, is that if you made the move, he's going to go, nah, okay, that's not going to fucking happen. Step one of getting your spark back, iridescent irises, all right, babe, you got to make that move, okay? You're the one that's conscious of the situation. You're the one that wants to have a little switch up from the autopilot of this last year. You're the one that wants to shake things up a bit. Take the fucking reins. Make that move. Step number two, do it in the morning, okay? Step number two, blot out 30 minutes before the baby usually wakes up. Hopefully the baby's in their own bed and you're not in a bed together with the baby. Hopefully you have your own living space. Wake him up by batting it the fuck around, okay? You want to have a fucking smiling, happy, fucking super engaged man the rest of the day? All you got to do is bat that shit around minute one, and that's how we start our day, dude. And here is the thing that a lot of people miss. Remember when you were interested in each other before your life started being established? Remember when you were hoping to reel the big dog in? On his fucking Indian with the tassels hanging from the handlebars. While he drinks whiskey straight out of the bottle. Remember when you were wanting to reel that guy in? And you flirted? When was the last time you flirted with your man? Flirted. Said something sexy. Whispered in his ear something that he likes. Get it into his fucking brain. Because a lot of times when relationships go on autopilot mode. It's because we as the men understand that you are in a stressful exhausted state and so not only is it super disheartening to get advances turned down but also we just respect the fact that your 
exhaustion level is to the point where you probably don't want to get <laughs> railed out, you know? So you got to take the reins and flirt. Flirt. Say you're not a morning sex person and you don't want to fucking bat his shit around at 6.30 in the morning before the baby wakes up. That's fine. But flirt with them. Say nasty shit. Your baby's one. Your baby's not going to absorb any of that shit. Say nasty shit all fucking day. Say shit that he likes. Say shit that gets him going. You want to see a spark? It's as simple as just you firing that interest back up. It's as simple as that. Because the last thing that we ever want to do as men is pressure you into sex to the point where it's a chore and not a connection experience. To the point where it's something you feel like you have to do to keep us happy rather than something you want to do because you enjoy being with us. That's the last fucking place we want to get to as men. Show him that it's not a chore. And that ball's in your fucking court, okay? And then what you do after you bat each other's shit around at least what Jordan and I would do is we would go out to eat. And we would take the babies. We've had both babies at the fucking restaurant all the fucking time. We time it around the, the time of day that they're like either it's either nap time or it's lunch time or it's an eating time for them. So they know that, boom, we're eating now. They're going to be fine. They're going to be quiet. Jordan and I have, have had so many fucking awesome conversations sitting across from each other at this fucking uh restaurant bar called blue line just fucking having some bar food talking while our babies ate french fries and shit uh bad parenting it sounds like but dude so important for keeping the relationship connected and if you operate on the same playing field as my wife the schedule that you have done a great job of you that well-oiled machine that you've done a great job of creating let it get shook up for a day it's gonna be fine you know, push nap time a little bit later if it means you're in the middle of doing something with your man. You know, go out together, do something. Put yourself in a situation that you can really just focus on each other. Fucking babysitters, dude. Get a babysitter. I didn't mean fucking babysitters. I don't mean like go fuck babysitters. Unless like you got a babysitter that drinks whiskey straight too. Like if you got that, then yeah, go ahead. By all means, bring in the throuple. But it really is as simple as that. You want a little spark? Make the move. Be explicit. Flirt with him. Show him that you want him. And, the, and just so you know, the spark didn't go anywhere. Once you start making these moves to push yourself back into the normal city of things, A, you got to understand that nothing's going to be exactly the same. I mean, you have babies. Nothing is going to be exactly the same. You're always going to have to time that shit out. But as long as you're making that time for each other, and it doesn't have to be just sex. I'm just being facetious about that. Just as long as you are blotting off that time together, Jordan and I will hit these moments where it's like, we need to go fucking eat. Like, we need, I need to fucking spend time with my wife. I tell her that all the fucking time. Like, okay, call Dorothy over. That's our babysitter. Call Dorothy over. We are fucking going out to eat. And it's like, okay. And then, you know, pay the babysitter for three hours. All we did was fucking have a hamburger and talk, you know. The worst thing you can do, though, is let this autopilot mode be engaged and then let us as dumbass men believe that, oh, this is going to be normal now. And let him know, like, hey, this having a baby shit is... Busy and exhausting and very rewarding and all that shit.
But just know, you fucking mustachioed sexy bitch, I still want to jump your bones, and that's what's going to happen. I hope you guys have intimate conversations about like how much you love each other, what what things about the other person make you happy to be with them, what things about the other mer- person make you proud. Jordan and I have those conversations, and that shit's important because it's very validating, and it also lets your partner know exactly where they stand in your mind. Words of affirmation, baby. Like Maybe that's not what operates for you, but that's that's what's worked in our relationship at least. But just know that for a while there, we were in the same fucking boat. There was no ill will against it. And we lit that fucking spark up because we constantly communicated with each other like, listen, you're still fucking sexy and I still want to bang you out, but I'm fucking exhausted all the time. Just know that it has nothing to do with my feelings towards you. But genuinely, thank you for writing in. That was super That was super fun. I really appreciate it. You and your fucking sexy-ass little fucking family you got going on with, their fuck, with your fucking leather vests and your fucking probably drinking whiskeys that I've never fucking had. You're just like kicking it at friends' bars. Good luck. Congratulations on the wedding. Congratulations on the baby. That's so fucking awesome. Congratulations on all that beautiful shit. It's the best, dude. It's the best. I wish the best for you. I hope that I hope that the spark gets reignited. And one last thing I want to say is it's not going to be a fucking light switch. Just like this here wasn't a fucking light switch to where you kind of figured it out and slipped into autopilot. Just like that. This might take a little while, you know? going to take a few strikes to the flint before that before that fire gets started to the same capacity just know he still has a fire for you you know he's just respecting he's just respecting the nature of your guys's lives right now all right congratulations on the wedding i hope you fucking i hope you guys have a fucking great life together thank you so much for writing in all right babe that's episode 67 cheer babe the podcast hope you guys had a good time um go donate to hike for mental health and the link is in the description below. Please do that. That's the only thing I want to say to cap off this episode. And I really appreciate you listening. And I'm sorry that I didn't feel very funny this week. Uh, I'll try to bring the fucking fire a little bit better next week. And thank you for always humbling me. Go out there. Don't be a bummer. Cheer up, babe.